Hi, I'm Rachel Monteleone and welcome to Kittypedia, the podcast. I'm not an expert. However, I do speak with them with the view of providing you with expert information and advice to help you be the best parent that you can be. Together, let's give children the life they deserve and a positive future. Hello and welcome. Well, if you're planning to have a baby, are currently expecting or are with a newborn and are navigating the complexities of parenting in a pandemic, then this chat is for you. You know, the first moment that you discover that you're going to have a baby is one of the most significant and momentous experiences of anyone's life. Naturally, you experience overwhelming feelings of euphoria and elation at the wonder that is just about to unfold. Your body is creating another human being, an extension of you that you're responsible to nourish, protect, and be the foundation and source of strength for them for all your days. So no pressure, right? (laughs) However, bringing new life into a world that is navigating its course through a pandemic comes with its own additional set of challenges. So if this is you and you could do with a little bit of support along with some expert evidence, information and advice, well, you're in the right place. As today, we welcome our special guest, Belinda Joyce. Now, Belinda is a midwife, maternal and child health nurse with over 20 years experience. Now, Belinda is a mother of four and author of Survive and Enjoy Your Baby. Her passion is in providing safe evidence-based advice and options to parents so they can find their own path to parenthood. Welcome back. How are you doing? Well, thank you. Of course, you know, discovering um, for anyone expecting that you're expecting a baby is, as I just said before, one of the most exhilarating experiences. It naturally comes with a sense of overwhelm and I guess just that weight of responsibility. But for the last two years, there's been that added realization of all of the additional complexities of parenting a newborn in a pandemic and of course what does all of that mean um you know for parents I guess um who have felt those feelings which undoubtedly I think almost every parent would have um in the last couple of years it's really mindful um for us to just empathize just those additional layers of complexity that pregnancy and parenting a newborn in a pandemic can and does actually bring um so for yourself you know as a mother um of four children and in your role for over the last 20 years as we just said as a maternal and child health nurse I'd love to know Belinda from your perspective what have been your personal observations I guess on the experiences new parents have gone through during this pandemic opposed to what of course parents were experiencing before COVID if we can even remember back that far now (laughs) yes it has been two years hasn't it yeah I think one of the biggest things is that parents have often been probably pushed through the health system more quickly and with shorter face-to-face appointments and generally less support from friends, family or the whole of society because everyone's been trying to keep everybody safe, particularly pregnant women and young babies um, being that sort of more vulnerable group as well. But it has meant that they've had everything reduced, reduced and um, compressed and uh, just less support in general. So I think I've really felt for all the new parents out there because it's a time where everyone feels fairly anxious and it's a new 
you know, becoming a parent for the first time, especially, it's a really new thing to navigate. And then with the pandemic on top of that, and then, of course, the worry that they might get COVID-19 as well themselves or their baby and and how they would then navigate that as well. Yeah. Um, So I think it's a common, they're common feelings to have as a new parent, but they've all been amplified. So, yeah, overall, as you said, reduced face-to-face appointments um, and there's been such an increased dependency on technology and thank goodness to some degree I guess this all happened during a point in history when we have had all of this technology to be able to help via telehealth or online consultations as well Um, and just reduced, I guess, education classes to some degree, I think, which we're going to speak about a little bit more. Um, but I think more so, I think we just have to really applaud what they've, they've been going through and just acknowledge that it is such a challenging time and it has been such a challenging time for, for so many young families. Um, but in your role and working with young families every day as well as, as a maternal and child health nurse, um, what have been some of the most common concerns and questions that new parents have been asking you these last couple of years? I'd, I'd really love to pick your brain and hear about th- this. <laughs> Uh, many of them, especially early on, were just worried about what the effect of getting COVID would be. So I think the same as everybody else. But then on top of that, do I want to take my newborn baby out to the supermarket? Do I want to you know how much interaction with the general public do I want to have or do I want my baby to have? And is it safe to go along to a, a group situation? Um, and they've come and gone during the pandemic, uh, on and off with lockdowns and all sorts of things too. So um, even if they were on offer, it's been a question of, well, do I want to put myself in that position? And then also a lot of questions. So maternal and child health nurses, we do a lot of referring back to GPs or referring on to other health services and um, other health professionals like lactation consultants. So we've had lots of mums that will say to us, "But, but I didn't think I could see them at the moment. And I think my biggest um, piece of information to those parents is all the health professionals, they're still working, they're still there, um, but they are under strict rules depending on who funds them and what directives they're getting from their organisations. They're under strict rules to to try and minimise face-to-face contact in many situations. So they're using lots of hybrid models uh, of care. So things where they might use you know, some face-to-face and some telehealth. And the telehealth could be just on the phone or using something like Zoom or Health Direct and some of the other platforms that are out there. And it's it's amazing what we've been able to do with those platforms. Yeah. How do you generally answer the question when um, a, a concerned mother-to-be or mother with a newborn um ask the question, so what are the implications on the mother's body if she does contract COVID? How do you generally answer that and navigate an answer through that? Well, that really changed as well. So early on, they didn't think that pregnant women um, were at more risk of COVID, but we now know that they are. And that's why we strongly encourage pregnant women to be immunised, for instance. Um, And I think this is an area where you really should talk to your obstetrician, GP, uh, midwives, whoever's, you know, in the care of your pregnancy, they're the people to talk to here. Um, but, but that has really changed and we know that pregnant women are more vulnerable 
to COVID and we want to keep them safe. So uh, I would always be suggesting um, to be more careful and re- remove yourself from those really big public events if you can. Yes. Obviously, it's your own choice, uh, but it, it's putting you at more risk. Um, okay, well, there's lots to get through, um, and as as you just said, so for 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 families and, and for mums to be to be able to speak to the obstetrician or whoever their health professional is with any of those specific questions. But I just generally just wanted to know, of course, it it, it is it's a um, it's depending if they're vaccinated or not, and there is you know I guess lots of things that have changed since the start of the pandemic. But thank you for elaborating on that. Wanted to establish and to acknowledge that we had published your article titled Surviving a New Baby in the Pandemic. So for someone who hasn't read the article yet, can you please tell us what it's about and, of course, what inspired you to write it? The parents out there navigating uh, their new babies in the pandemic inspired me to write it. And really it's to point out some of the supports that are available out there for new parents because there's more out there than you might think. Um, And if you're feeling unsupported, I wanted to give you some options, I guess, to to feel so much more supported and that it's normal to feel that way as well. Awesome. So from your perspective, what do you think new parents are missing out on most during this pandemic? I think the the biggest thing is uh, that support that you get with face-to-face interactions. So with health health professionals, like we've talked about, with them, friends and family, and even just the wider community as well. Because if you're not able to go out and be mixing and seeing people face-to-face, it's really hard to feel um, that others understand how you're feeling it's even hard for people to congratulate you and to celebrate the fact that you've just had this beautiful new baby. Um, I've had so many mums say to me, I just can't show them off and I want to show them off. I'm really proud of my new baby and they're so cute and I want to introduce them to the whole, you know, all of my family and um, social connections, but it's just too difficult or at times it was unlawful <laughs> to, to have any sorts of get-togethers and things. Yeah. Um, I guess at the moment, it's a bit easier to do that. However, we still have so many families who have, um, you know, maybe their parents live overseas and they still haven't been able to get here. And that's, I guess, easier now, but it's still not easy. It's still a really difficult time to travel. And even interstate, you know, we've only just opened up to Western Australia. Um, So there's so many families who haven't had um, that chance for family support you know, somebody being able to make food for them or um, we often have mothers or mothers-in-law who will move in with the new family, with the new parents and baby and help out for a week or sometimes even a few months if they've come from overseas. And that's been a huge hole in that support for new families, which um, it's hard, really, really challenging. So I think it's really that um, having other people around for both the joy and the sharing those wins and the amazingness of having a new baby, but to help with the really difficult work uh, of having a new baby. Well, you know, naturally, as you said, people have been avoiding public places with large, large numbers of people, but as we've been sort of moving more and more out of, I guess, you know, um, 
trying to get life back to normal a little bit more and uh, new parents are wanting to show off their babies, as you were just saying, but I guess naturally there's still a sense of anxiety that mums are cautious about not wanting the newborn to be able to have any exposure to, to COVID at all. Just generally, like what sort of, what, what's been the notion and, and I guess the question and and the, the things that new parents are coming to you on that particular topic, is it okay for them and how often and all of that sort of stuff, should 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 they sort of be out and about? I'd love to know. I think everyone has a different tolerance level or a, or a line of what they think safe and okay. And yeah. Every day we take risks leaving the house, don't we? So yep. um, walking onto the road is a risk, you know, crossing the road is a risk. Uh, there's, there is risks out there and, and we do have to have some quality of life as well. And I think everyone needs to balance up, you know, if there's an event or, uh, you know, a party or something that you want to go to, I think balancing that out with, well, how much do I want to go and how much risk am I happy to take? Uh, and I know at Christmas time there were lots of families who were asking about you know, vaccination statuses and all sorts of things. Well, we know that in Australia the vaccination status of the majority of people, um, you know, it's really high. So maybe we don't need to worry about that so much at the moment. Maybe it's more about knowing who's going and knowing that if they were sick that they wouldn't come. And even just asking that explicitly, um, if you were to have any um, symptoms that day or the day before, please don't come. Or maybe we do a rat test first as well. Yeah. Um, it's really, it really is tricky. And I think it will keep changing as well. Naturally, and also yeah. remembering that if the mother has been vaccinated, then the baby has got some immunity as well. Um, and that's whether she was vaccinated during the pregnancy or while breastfeeding as well. So there's some, there's some, um, I guess, uh, I guess it's just adding some reassurance there as well. Yeah, that's really good to know also. Um, what you were mentioning before about the support interaction, it is really, really important, so crucial for new mums uh, in group settings to be able to communicate with other mums facing all of the similar challenges that they're going through. Um, but, of course, that in particular has been difficult in social settings for the last few years. So, you know, once again, leaning on all of your years of experience, you know, what's been your personal observation of the key benefits of parent groups um, and, you know, child health groups um, in a face-to-face setting? And on the flip side of that also, also what have been your observations on, um, you know, the benefits on on online appointments that have replaced those face-to-face settings? I'd just love to know both sides of the coin from your perspective because naturally you've had, you know, hands-on experience and extensive experience with both. I think new, well, talking about mums especially, um, new mums really, really do the majority really crave meeting and socialising with other new mums because they've, they've moved into a phase of life that's so different to anything Completely. else. And, yep. and by meeting other mums who have had a first baby as well or just a baby, um, but particularly that first one, it's really lovely to, to meet other mums and to see that they're going through some of the same challenges or that something's working for them that might not be for you. So you can see that it could turn around. Yep. Yes, yes. Sharing ideas, 
sharing some of those milestones too when your baby first smiles or they start rolling over or you know those kind of things are really great and sharing the exhaustion and the work of it all and the emotional ups and downs can be I guess you know when you share something it um, helps you feel uh, less of a burden I guess it's not as as much of a burden on you because you've shared that and I think that's one of the things that parents really enjoy um, both mums and dads coming to parent groups and we've used a lot of online technology for parent groups and I've run some parent groups online as well Uh, and they've been really successful not the same as face-to-face face-to-face is always going to be I think the best option but at the moment, I think online has been fabulous for so many parents. Like and the mums that yeah. have come to my groups have actually said straight out, it's just so nice to see that there is other mums out there um, who are feeling the same way and who are having some of those same challenges and who also are feeling isolated and um, you know, their mental health has been stretched as well. Uh, it, it makes you feel so much better. Yeah, definitely. I think where mums are able to relate and just associate and just share their experiences in all aspects is um, beneficial on all levels, especially for just the mental health. They've been able to lean on one another, um, you know, especially during what's been happening with COVID. But you also get to sort of really like solidify some really strong lifelong friends um, as well. Yes. Um, it's not just a short-term yeah. thing, but, you know, parent groups that are run through city councils, of course, also offer the opportunity to make friends in close proximity from a geographic perspective and as we know that whole it takes a village well it really does to raise a child so you know not all as you you mentioned earlier not all family live close by um in some instances some you know just depending where um relatives are so it is great from from a parent group perspective that um families can sort of support each other which is really really crucially important um but as you mentioned all earlier too, we've, we've become accustomed to telehealth appointments now. Um, and many health professionals, as you mentioned, are offering that hybrid service combining, you know, face-to-face with also telehealth type online consultations. So from, from your perspective, what health professionals would you suggest are still okay for a mum to use telehealth online appointments for? And which um, health professionals do you suggest that they should definitely see face-to-face where they can and are available to now? Sure. I think that also comes down to the tolerance level and what yeah. you're needing to see them for. So if you've got a, a baby or, or yourselves perhaps that are quite unwell, you probably would like to stick to telehealth as much as possible. And if you can get a Zoom type, you know, video call like this uh, where they can see each other, um, that can work really well. Even if, say, a baby has a rash or something like that, you can show it. It's not the same as proper face-to-face in the room, but it can work. I think any initial consultation with a new um, doctor, maternal child health nurse, um, lactation consultant, anything, any health professional, that initial consultation is much better if it can be face-to-face because you're also forming a relationship and seeing um, if you feel that that person's right for you uh, and that you'd like to keep seeing them. It's really important. But if it's just something that they don't really need to see or weigh the baby, 
they can just give you some advice about something, um, about any issue really, that they don't need to see the baby for, then telehealth, I think, is a fantastic option. Totally and, agree. Um, it, it really works very well. And I have even seen lactation consultants who can give amazing advice via text messages. Once they know the client and they know the challenges that they're having, um, there's amazing work that has been going on over these last two years. And I think we've been learning as practitioners along with our clients how to use this technology and how we can make it work. Yeah. And yeah, and, and also I guess when we can avoid, if we know that a family has someone with COVID currently, how we can keep our service going, provide some help and support without putting our staff at risk uh, and then getting back in there as soon as it's safe to do so or putting on the PPE and going out and just keeping the, the visit to a very short time as well. We've gotten really good at doing this kind of thing day to day. Yeah. And and where it's maybe difficult for a mum to maybe get in a car and drive to see a health professional and sleep deprivation is is obviously a very big thing as well, um, knowing what telehealth appointments are available um, are just a blessing where you can do it from the comfort of your home um, and just with the use of technology. So I think it's just a really important thing to understand which ones you should and, and non-negotiable to see face-to-face and um, where for just convenience um, you can lean on the support of online appointments. Uh, they are a blessing in, in many, many situations. Um, and, of course, as we were just saying before, becoming a parent, like just like has its own nervous energy um all, all always because we want to be the best that we can be but certainly the pandemic has significantly added additional anxiety and increased depression mm. among new parents as we've discussed so how can parents look after their mental health um in this as from this aspect and this especially i guess with with online appointments as well mm. i think firstly remembering that it is a really common time for people's mental health to be challenged anyway when you bring a new baby into the home and you have that changing role from being you know an, an individual to, to now a parent and then the changing role between uh, or the changing relationship sorry between partners as well going from 100%. being lovers and, and partners to really being parents as well and navigating how you know who's going to do what who wants to do different tasks in different ways can be really challenging. Change in dynamic, um, yep. Yes, it's a huge adjustment for, for almost all new parents. And, um, and then adding into that the pandemic and the extra anxiety that you've got, what we've found is we do have lots more parents who are needing assistance with their mental health. Um, and, and that's only to be expected um, because of the extra pressure, the the fact that they have had less support from health professionals and friends, family and the community, uh, we would expect that they would be more challenged. So we're just trying to really put in place more help and support and to let those new families know that, that there is support out there. The government has put more and more funding into mental health care, which is fantastic. Uh, and it's just finding where the help is and where there's space for someone to see you and to provide that help. And the mental health support, um, it, it's a prime example of where telehealth has worked so well for many, oh, incredibly. Um, new parents. Yeah. yeah. Because they often, it, it's great to see you face-to-face, 
but they don't have to to do the the, um, the work that they do. It can actually work really well over telehealth, even just over a telephone. Uh, and we're we're finding amazing results. And there are some online programs. There's lots of different supports so out there. Yeah. And I think also just knowing if, as a new parent to accept any offer of help. So if anyone offers to help, um, whether that's a practitioner or a friend or family, say yes. They might be happy to drop off a meal. They might come and clean your house. They might offer to hold the baby while you have a shower, which is so helpful in those early weeks. Just accept all offers of help and know that you don't need to be a super mum. Yes Yes to everything. (laughs) Yes. And super mum doesn't exist. If if anyone that looks like a super mum doesn't feel like a super mum, they just look like it at that time. (laughs) Yep. And look, if anything, with these telehealth appointments and online consultations, I, I am anticipating that that um, families are probably having more help and more appointments because of this, uh, the availability. Um, and like, like for example, it may have been very difficult for them to jump in a car and actually every week see see a health professional face to face. But where they can actually book in week on week um, and and have more support or more availability to more support, I'm, I'm anticipating that that's definitely been the case. And what I'm and hearing you say, yeah, go sorry, especially in regional and rural oh, Victoria yeah. and Australia, yeah. that has made a massive difference. So there's so many parents who wouldn't have been able to get to those services that now have access to all sorts of services, including mental health, which is amazing. And self-care, as you were saying before, and as an article actually highlights also, is just so crucially important and understanding what it actually means for you to fill your cup. So take sleep and naps as often as you can and just do what gives you energy back. So if you know, for example, you know, if it's your favourite hobby or getting a massage or, you know, just getting outdoors and, and walking in, you know, around the block or whatever it is to get some fresh air and take, take a, a moment for yourself to charge yourself up, you know, if you're having a cup of coffee, maybe sit in the sun and just have that moment to yourself. But, you know, at the end of the day, what what is it that fills your cup and actually make that decision every day to just to do something for yourself, no matter how tired you are, um, it is so crucially important. And, and reach out to opportunities where they are online or face-to-face um, to, to be able to get that help. But you're actually doing a lot in this space now too, which I'd love to know about. You're starting a new program to support new mums. Can you tell me more about this mm-hmm. and um, all about it? Yeah, more Liz. Sure. I, I've started a new program just because I saw that there were so many mums out there who needed some more support. And so I've put in place, a, I guess, a three-step kind of program and it's called Survive and Enjoy Your Baby, same name as my book. Um, and it's it, I guess step one is an online resource vault full of information for that first six months of having a new baby. And I think that's the steepest learning curve, that first six months of uh, learning just how to take care of them, um, what to do when uh, is really important. And then um, some live weekly sessions uh, that will give them access to me to answer lots of questions, so Q&A time, time to share information and the wins and the challenges that the the mums are having and then also to cover a topic of interest. So um, there's all those common challenges I think that new parents have around sleep and settling and feeding and, you know, is my baby putting on enough weight? 
and how do I play with a newborn baby so that it, you know really enhances their development, those kind of things. So all of those topics will be covered, but it will be very much led by the parents or the, the new mums who come into the program really uh, so that I'm getting all the topics and answering all the questions that they want answered. And I think every group has really specific needs and then there's some that just everyone wants covered, like sleep and settling. <laughs> it seems to be pretty common. And then I'm also putting into it a private Facebook group um, that will have access to me again for questions in between sessions and also a, a place for the mums to talk to each other, share those wins, um, you know, when their babies had their first smile, maybe letting everyone know, um, asking for support too and advice on certain things like a brand of, I don't know, nappies, you know, what's working for you um, and sharing that sort of information too is really helpful. Uh, and if anyone's interested in finding out more, if you go to BelindaJoyce.com, um, you can sign up for my free pack of, it's like a baby bundle full of checklists and printables and things like that. And then you'll be sure to get the information um, on the new program. Awesome. How long does the program run for then? For four weeks. It's four weeks. Awesome. So we'll have all of the links in the show notes um, and it's also in the article for them to be able to, to find you and the program. And if they've got any questions or anything else like that, whereabouts can they find you? Um, other, otherwise, besides your, your website, you're available through social media as well? I am. I've got a Facebook page and an Instagram page, so you can go there on, on LinkedIn um, or just go to belindajoyce.com and shoot me an email. That will be fine. Congratulations also on, on launching this program. Um, and, you know, if anyone watching and listening, as, as we said at the start, Belinda's got over 20 years experience in the industry um, and is a very well-known and well-respected um, thought leader in the industry overall. So they're in very, very good hands. So congratulations on that and all the people you're going to help and support. It's just, it's incredible. Now with um, all the chat that we've had today, how would you, I guess, summarize your key messages for everyone watching and listening? There really is support out there. That's what I'd love all those new parents to know. There is support out there. Please ask. Let us know what you need or let your friends and family know that you need more support. They're there. They want to help. Uh, that's the main thing, I think, and that it's normal to need support at this time. Not many parents breeze through becoming a new parent. It's much more common to be feeling overwhelmed and to be uh, feeling like you don't really know what you're doing and that's perfectly normal. You will get there. Awesome. We'll have all of those notes and links for people to contact you in the show notes. Thank you so much for your time today, Belinda, and can't wait to catch up again in the future. Take care until then. See ya. Thank you. Bye. I'm Rachel Monteleone and you've been listening to Kittypedia, the podcast. You can have full access to Kittypedia by visiting our website at kittypedia.com.au or following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We're all here to help make the world a better place for our children and for generations to come. You can start today by helping us reach other parents by going to Apple Podcast, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Thank you for listening and be sure to give my love to the kids.